listening to the Cars and Carlisle Podcast, episode 53. Jeff Banger, Six Pack Garage, and TransamCuda.com. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, meet Jeff Mangert, the proud owner of a beautiful example of a true AAR Cuda. Jeff is fervent about preserving and celebrating Chrysler's Trans Am history, and these all-American racers' muscle cars produced exclusively in 1970. Right along as Darren interviews Jeff from inside the cockpit of this Mopar fan's Trans Am Cuda. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. Great to have you back this week. Hope you enjoyed episode 52 with Bill Sangri. Right along this week when I joined Jeff Banger in his 1970 Trans Am Cuda, we do the interview on the fly, in the car, while idling, and then we actually go out and do a test run, uh, do a little bit of driving around, and, and the interview on the move, which is kind of different and a little bit fun. But before we jump into that, I want to say thank you to Gary Liu and the team out on the West Coast, Man Engineering. Appreciate all they do for sponsoring the Cars of Carlisle podcast. A big thank you to our friends in Santa Clara. So if you have any need for performance parts for your Subaru, check out man-engineering.com. Before we jump into that, Cuda, let's, let's do this week's trivia question, and that is... Both the Plymouth Cuda and Dodge Challenger built on the, well, what was then new, E-Platform, came with a 340 cubic inch block. The AAR, or also known as the All-American Racers Cuda, was named after which race driver? And this is a very famous race car driver. We'll have that answer at the end of this episode. Okay, so let's head to uh, Harrisburg and hang out with Jeff. Cubers, this is Darren. I am with Jeff Bangert, and we are sitting in his 70 AR Cuda. And uh, Jeff, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. We met halfway between our, our hometowns tonight. We're in Harrisburg, PA, and uh, grabbed some dinner at a local Ruby Tuesdays. But tell us a little bit about your Tour Red Cuda and what kind of got, got you into Mopar and how you got to this point in time. Well, I'll correct you. It's an FE5 red. Okay. okay. Let's try this. Try it again. It's an FE5. FE5 rally red. Okay. Um, FE5 rally red. Thank what you. What got me into it? Um, well, going to school, I went to Dolphin County VoTech, and mm-hmm. going into school, a lot of times, coming into the parking lot, there were Chevelles, Novas, Camaros, and the cars were never really the guy that owned it. It was always, that looks like Billy's car. Or Brian. It was never the guy that actually owned it. And there was a couple guys that had some Fords, but nobody really had Mopar. And, you know, um, met a local guy that was into Mopar pretty heavy. He brought me around and had me help him work on the car a little bit here and there, some of his cars. And I just kind of got attached to him, you know. And I really liked – actually, I started liking Chargers. I mean, that's really mm. what I bought early on. Okay. And then um, a friend of mine had a 74 360 Cuda, and he wrecked it. 
a slight tap in the front, nothing major. And he had to get out of his yard, and so he said, hey, could you come get the car? And so I bought it, and it kind of grew on me, and then I sold all my chargers and started buying buying Cudas and bought a couple Challengers and some things. But um, it's just grown from there. I mean, I really got into the ARs, you know, once I saw one in person, and I got to see the graphics and, you know, the fiberglass hood and... You know, all the, all the things that make the car unique. They're purpose-built in a way, right? Yeah, they were purposely built uh, to race in the, the Trans Am race series. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrysler had to build, you know, 27. They were supposed to build 2,800, but they wound up only building 2,724. Uh, you know, they were the first car Chrysler had with, with offset tires, okay. you know, uh, E's in the front, G's in the back. Um, front and rear sway bars. Now, other cars had sway bars, but these, this car had front and rear from the factory uh it was built that way it wasn't an option that's what that's what it came with okay the side exit exhaust you know the ducktail spoiler they had to mount the antenna in the rear because the fiberglass hood was causing radio interference okay so there were some things in the car that just to that car only there's no other car that looks like it now the ta is the same way they're, they're a cuda base and a challenger base but the graphics and everything about them are, are solely to that car there's nothing else mm-hmm. you know, kind of like them mm-hmm. so that's why I got in them. I mean, I, I thought they were just a neat car and, and then started out always wanting one. And I did have a Touareg car uh, and I had some health problems, I had to sell it. And when I went to look for another one, I wound up buying this one. This car is, I'm the third owner. Uh, car came out of New York, all its life in New York. It was sold at Schmidt's uh, Chrysler Plymouth in New York. Um, my friend John had it since 83. I think. In the entire time John had it, he might have put 5,000 miles on it. Um, I bought the car in April, two years ago. And from April till October, I put 10,000 miles on it. <laughs> so, what I are like, some of the places you... I mean, where's where it gone? I mean, where... where oh, I mean, I, I drove it to Virginia, okay. Maryland. I mean, I, I drive it everywhere. I mean, any, any little car show I will go to. Awesome. You know, uh, we'll get together my friend Wes Cree, a uh-huh. couple of guys in the car club. We'll go to different car shows. I go to Carlisle, obviously. I go to the Nationals. Sure. Had out the Nationals the first year I bought it. Um, I hadn't been out the Nationals in a long time, so it was kind of a good. Seemed like a good idea to take it out and go out there. That's cool that you enjoy it though. That you actually put the miles on it and have fun. Yeah, and people sometimes they get on like, oh, I can't believe you drive this car. Oh, I can't believe you drive it. Well, you know, my thing is, I I, I bought it to drive it. I bought it to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it's putting miles on it, but it's it's what I like, and and I don't. Some guys enjoy people coming over and looking at the car in the garage and drinking beers and standing there talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a kind of guy, I like to go out and drive it. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be an angel. I do beat on the car occasionally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what they're about. They're, I mean, they've always been about to enjoy and to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, for the people that want to put them in a garage and have a collection, that's that's fine. That's that's what they're into. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, that's not what I'm into. I mean, I like, I like driving. I mean, you know... When I go to car shows, I have people ask if their kids can sit in it. I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. If a kid gets an enjoyment out of sitting in a car and it makes their day, that makes my day because yeah. I'm sharing what I enjoy with them. And if they enjoy it, that's even better. You know? Bonus. So, I like that. Yeah. Very, very cool. What, um, what, I know you looked at various Cudas before this one came along and you told me a little bit over dinner how a couple times you were right there and something fell through. Do you feel like this one was meant for you after all? Um, I don't know. I, I just think it was, it, it's hard when, when someone has a car and they've had it for so long, it's hard 
getting them to go that step to sell it. Okay. So the cars that I went after were pretty much all original Survivor cars, which is what I wanted. I wanted a nice original Survivor type car. Um, one that I knew the story, the history of, which several of the cars I went after, I did, I did know those stories on those cars. Right. Uh, it's just it, all those cars, those guys have had those cars since, you know, the early mid eighties, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, long time. Uh, it's a long time. I mean, and yeah. a lot of these cars have been sitting that long. I mean, you know, relationships don't last that long. That's true anymore. <laughs> that's true. No more, no more Ward and June Cleaver. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> but no, uh, like the black one, you know, I looked at, you know, uh, the last inspection on the car was 87 and that's how long the car has been sitting. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy's just moved it from building to building mm-hmm. and has done nothing with it, you know. And I thought that was the car I thought I had. And that's always been my favorite color in AR is black. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Tor Red second. Um, and I just like when I, you know, all the cars that I did go before I bought this red one, you know, they, they all had their unique features and options. You know, the orange one uh, was the first one I went after. Uh, that car was pretty loaded up car, you know, six way seat, rear defrost, mm-hmm. Liker package standard, a rally dash, uh, AMA track, you know, four speed console. The car was loaded up pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy the guy did exactly like he said he was going to talk to his family. His wife told him he was crazy if he didn't sell it. His, both his older boys did, but the younger <laughs> boy wanted the car. So I lost out, you know. And yeah. it's just uh, it's how, how it happens sometimes. Nothing you can do about it. Right. Well, what uh, we met at Mopar Madness Club and. What is it about car people, car nuts, the community? What is it that it just really kind of keeps you right in the, in the thick of it beyond just the vehicles themselves? I think it all it, it always is. It's a camaraderie. Is you know mm-hmm. you can go to a show, you know you you might like Chrysler, but you can appreciate other things. And I appreciate other cars. I like I like a lot of the Ford stuff. I always mm-hmm. have. I, I uh, I'm a big fan of the Boss cars. I like the Boss 302s. Yes. Boss 429s. I mean, those are some of my favorite cars. You know, they tie in with the history of the, the Trans Am cars, like the AR and the TA, uh, especially the 302s. Now the 429s are just a whole other animal. Those those cars are just you know monsters. I mean, they're just they're massive and. Mm-hmm. and they're fun cars. When you, I mean, if you ever ride one, they're they're actually really cool. You know, I mean, I know guy had one. I took and took me for a ride one time. They're just amazing. Now they're they get hot. Mm-hmm. You know, they heat up really quick. Mm-hmm. The 429s and stuff. But uh, they're just a, they're just a neat car. And you know, I think I have a good friend of mine, Mark Miller. Uh, he's a Chevy guy, and I can go to his house and we sit and talk about cars all day long. We talk about mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not just that we don't like the same cars, but it's the car thing in general. And it's yeah. that, like I said, that camaraderie. You can go and talk to anybody that's in the cars, and you can have strike up a conversation with them. I agree with you. Yeah. And you're doing some. You've had your Transam, uh, Transamcudo.com website for quite mm-hmm. some time now. We talked uh, earlier over dinner about some other things. Your your YouTube channel. Why don't, I mean, go ahead and put a plug out for what you're hoping to do with that. Well, one of the things we. Uh, I kept getting emails and people would tell me was, why don't you do some, you know, video blogs or, or videos for the website, kind of like some tutorials on, you know, how to break down a fender tag or cover, you know, like a six pack setup and how to set it up and how to work on it, which I'm still learning myself. So, you know, uh, I kicked around for a while. I, I talked to Barry Washington. Barry uh, runs the, the Challenger TA registry in the Hamtrak historical site. And, um, we came up with the with the name Six Pack Garage. Mm-hmm. That's right now. That's strictly a YouTube channel that I just started last week. This past week, um, kicking around an idea of doing a website, but I think I might just leave a YouTube channel up and run it through uh, transamcuda.com. Um, but we're going to try and cover 
everything AR and TA and anything six pack related. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get into like just six pack Kudos, six pack Challengers, Chargers, you know, six pack GTX. If it's got a six pack on it, you know, we'll we'll venture into that occasionally. Stray, you know, straight away from from the ARs and the TAs, you know, to kind of mix things up a little bit, mm-hmm. and show a little bit of variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll show some oddities and some unique things. Like I just did one. <laughs> um, I was in Virgin- Virginia on Sunday and looked at a Survivor car, and I did my first video there. A um, little sketchy, little. <laughs> no, you, hey, I was well, gonna say, go out, people, everybody, go out and check it out. It's really good. I, I mean, I, I challenge anybody to uh, to try and do in a single take. Something like that. It's, yeah, not, it's, it's hard. Than you think. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard than you think. And, mm-hmm. and I figure, the, like I was saying, the, the more that I do it, the better I'm going to get of at course, it. Of course, yeah. You know, it's, that's, that's with anything. So yeah, of course. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to what we can do with with the YouTube channel. Hopefully, we can put out some information that you know will help people if they want to reference it. If they're looking at a car, they can pull up on their phone or their iPad or whatever, mm-hmm. and they can say, "Well, let me look this up real quick." And they can go there and they can get the information they're going to look for. Like if they're not sure about what the original spare tire uh, inflator tire is in the car or if there's something in the car that they're not sure that they're looking at if it's right or not they might be able to go to the site and yes. pull that information up watch a video real quick you know and, and say okay it's right or okay it's wrong you know and it's so much easier i think than trying to read about it maybe in a bulletin or something on a board right because you it's being described but by that person as opposed to if you're watching a video of a survivor car you're like that ah that's exactly what it looks it's, like it's so. a description and the physical seeing it that yes. you know yeah um will help you make a decision if what you're looking at is right or not and that, and that, that is a huge help is you know i'm that's what I think, but you know, someone might feel different. But I think if they have that visual look and they have somebody there explaining it, it's going to help them to make a, a, a good decision. Absolutely. What about uh, you said some of those odd, oddities or uh, strange cars? Wasn't there like a four door Valiant or something you were saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just to get kind of put a teaser out there of some of the. Well, Barry has a, a, a four door Valiant. It's a 318 car uh, with a 3-speed in it on the floor. <laughs> and a, a, a young lady actually ordered the car that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't see a lot of that stuff. Like, you know, I mean, I'm into all the weird stuff, too. I like C-bodies and things like that. And I like the Finn cars from the, from the early to mid-50s. Mm-hmm. You know, but we, we want to throw a curve once in a while and, and talk about something that, you know, is out of the norm. So that's one thing we're going to do. Uh, got to sit down with Barry and figure out how we're going to approach that one. But that's going to be that's gonna be kind of neat to talk about that little car because it is kind of cool. You know, it's a 318, three-speed, yeah. you know, stick car. It's quirky. Yeah, yeah four-door, so it's in a four-door, so that's nothing that's weird. It's not like in a two-door, but... Very cool. Is there anything else that you wanted to kind of get out there, talk about even just um, the trips you've taken in the car, or things you've seen, or the uh, people you've met, or one of, the one options, of the, anything? One of the things that kind of tugged at my heartstrings was last year. I went down to Maple Grove uh, for Mopar, Mopar's at Maple Grove Day, and... Um, there was a guy walking around with his son. Uh, his son was in a wheelchair. He was autistic. Uh, he had some something mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. and you know, he was asking, "Hey, you know," he was asking his son, "Hey, buddy, like this one?" And the kid would smile. And I said to him, "I said, you want to put him in the car?" And he goes, "Are you serious?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "I, I, I drive this car. If my, <laughs> if my large frame is in, is, <laughs> is in this car, your son's not going to hurt it, you know." Right, right. So I said, "Put him in there. Take some pictures." That's and, really and cool. And he asked his son. You know, hey, he said, hey, do you want to sit in the car? And that kid's face just lit up. I mean, yeah. he, he couldn't really speak, but you could see in his face that That's he was he was priceless. enthused just to get in the car, you know. And yeah. and it really, it, it tugs at your strings because there's a kid, you know, has has some problems, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, 
to see his face light up just really well, was a cool made thing. Well, you Father's Day that. Yeah, and, that and, and too, you know, said, because he was really, you know, he's like, oh, I've been pouring water on it, keep him cool. I said, hey, I said, I got to clean it when I get home anyways. Don't worry about the seats getting that's wet. Right, you know, because right. it, it's a car. It's not, you know, that's the beauty of having a Survivor, an original car. When you have something that you have over-restored and you have, you know, 80, 90, 100 and some thousand dollars in it, you got to watch what you get on the seats. You got to watch that's every true. little blade of grass you get in the car you know that's true uh, i can clean this car when i go home tonight and i'm ready to go the next day i mean yep. it, it doesn't yep. it, it is what it is and and if if i can if somebody can enjoy the car the way i do and it makes their day mm -hmm. then my day has been made because that's, that's awesome that's what i do that's a great so, way to look at yeah, things yeah yeah um, as far as trips i mean i haven't really gone too far than the nationals been to virginia maryland with it um I just go around. I mean, any, little, any little car show. Sure. Uh, I've gone to have one of the Quarryville. I've gone to car shows in Quarryville and saw some cars over there I never saw before, and some people never saw this car either. Yeah. So, you know, it's, again, the whole car camaraderie thing yes. with car show people. So Yeah, it's the yeah. culture. Can we do a lap around the building? Sure, absolutely. That'd be great. <laughs> we'll go for more than a lap. All right. Get on the road, too. Sounds good. Take a drive. I love that. I just love the gurgle. The exhaust on these were unique. Um, head pipe comes back to the muffler, comes out and goes out, exit out the side. They're like 45s right behind the doors, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, just like, even like the. Uh, the hood indicators, that's so cool. Oh, the, the turn, yeah, the turn yeah. indicators for the Liker package, yeah. That's really neat.
my very first car was a 68 Mustang. They, they just like people. They have personalities. Yep. You, got, you got to know how to deal with all the little idiosyncrasies. Yep. And a lot of modern cars have no personality. Oh my. <laughs> you know, um, our 70 Challenger 33 car. Um, that's what he grew up in. That's and that was his first car, you know, in high school. The, the car they used to tow the, the camper with. So that's awesome. You know, he's been into it all his life, and he's been everywhere. I mean, the stuff he's found, the stuff that he's bought and sold, mm -hmm. you know, saved from you know sitting and rotting away. Um, got the cars out where people could enjoy them, let somebody else do something with it. Yeah. You know. Um, Sit on an airplane for four hours. That's I mean, right. Or a 
the mechanicals, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Now everybody's trying to insulate all that out, and they're, it's just... Okay, here's your trivia answer. Dan Gurney, the uh, legendary race car driver that passed just last year, January of 2018. But uh, he was known for being an American race car driver, race car constructor, team owner. And he did something that very few race car drivers have done. And that is he hit one in sports cars, 1958, Formula One in 1962, NASCAR in 1963, and Indy. 1967 and the only other two drivers known to have done that are Juan Pablo Montoya and Mario Andretti. In fact interestingly enough Dan Gurney who AAR racers uh, the All-American racers AAR Cuda is named after he did something that has now become a staple in all automotive or uh, motorsports racing on the podium and that is in 67 after he and AJ Foyt won the 24 Hours Le Mans. Uh, Gurney spontaneously sprayed champagne while celebrating on the on the, the podium that day. And this has become, as we all know, a major custom of all motorsports events. So it's kind of interesting that uh, Mr. Gurney himself had a say in, in starting that, uh, that automotive racing tradition, which you even see it in uh, motorbike racing as well. So that is the answer for this week's trivia question. Before we wrap up, I want to invite you to join next week. We have a lot happening. The show season is really starting to roll along now. We talked about um, the Spring Carlisle and the auction and just the great vendors and everything with the swap meet. The Import Performance Show is the first of the first true show of the season beyond the swap meet and auction. A lot happening with that. Can't wait for you to be along with that with Carlisle events and all that is happening here in Carlisle. We'll also continue to do our interviews. In fact, want to give a quick heads up too that there is uh, going to be a new feature that we're hoping to integrate into the uh, Cars of Carlisle podcast network. You're going to hear from two uh, two young guns that will be doing some special features on this show. So stay tuned for that. And you may have noticed a new rev up sound at the beginning of the episode. That is the uh, new car in the uh, Cars of Carlisle stable and uh, we'll get into a little more of that in the coming weeks but uh, I'll give you a hint it's a 427 cubic inch big block so for now I'll say drive well be well and take care